Hello, welcome to the CUCS Chapel Feed. Today we have our first elementary chapel of the year. Today's speaker is Dusty Davis. He comes to us as the Director of Operations at the Shoreline Church in San Clemente, California. Today's message is called The Beginning, and he shares the wonderment of how God can create everything out of nothing. Thank you for listening, and hope you enjoy the message. Our chapel speaker today is so awesome. You're going to love him. So can we give a big Eagles welcome to Mr. Dusty Davis? Thanks so much. How's everybody doing? I know what you're probably thinking. Same thing I was first time I heard my name. I know a couple golden retrievers named Dusty. You're going to have to take that up with my mom and dad. My actual name is Dustin, but I was about your age, I decided that Dusty just sounded a lot cooler. Uh, my name is Dusty, and I work at a church called the Shoreline Church. Any Shoreliners in the house? Yeah? All right. All right. I also have four kids, but my kids are mostly in high school, which is, you guys are what, 16, 17, 18? What's the average age here? Less than that? Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. What I want to talk to you guys about today, I want to talk about, I want to talk about creating. I want to talk about building. I want to talk about making. I want to talk about sculpting and painting and constructing. I want to talk about what it looks like to make stuff. Does anybody like to make stuff? I like to make stuff? Okay. There are a lot of things that we can build and things that we can create. When I was your age, I was a Lego fan. Anybody like Legos in the house? Okay. I wish I would have got into the Lego business because Legos, it turns out, are made out of gold, right? When you look at the price tag on some of these Legos. But when I was a kid, we didn't have these incredible like Death Stars and Hogwarts castles and Cinderella castles. We just had blocks that were different colors and different shapes. And out of our imaginations, we had to build something. And I thought it was so cool that I could take a big pile of bricks and I could turn it into something. I'd build cities, and I'd build cars, and I'd build spaceships that could go underwater and on the land. Whatever my imagination could come up with, I would create. But I've seen all kinds of stuff get created. I'm a surfer. Any surfers in the house? Anybody like the ocean? Anybody like surfing? Okay. Have you ever watched a surfboard get shaped? It's so cool. The shaper takes a big piece of foam, and then he sands it, and then he planes it, and then he shapes it, and then there's this incredible board that has a purpose. So you can ride waves on it. You ever watched a house get built? Right? Every year my family goes down to Mexico and we build houses. We take a big pile of wood and by the end of the weekend it's, it's a house. It's incredible. You guys ever watched somebody paint? Take an empty canvas and turn it into a beautiful painting just with a bunch of colors or sculpt? You ever watch somebody sculpt out of stone? It's nuts. They take a big rock. They chisel it. And then the next thing you know it's like this amazing sculpture. We can make stuff out of clay, foam, wood. It's, it's incredible. But what I want to tell you a story about today is when our God created this earth. And it was very, very, very different than everything we just talked about. Because everything we talked about was us taking stuff that we didn't make. Taking paint that we didn't create. Maybe we mix it and make a new color. But we have to have stuff, right? If we're going to make something, if you're going to build a house... 
You need wood, you need nails and insulation and all kinds of stuff, right? And nowadays you need gold and white marble and everything in the house has to be white, right? You need fig trees and all that kind of stuff. We have to take stuff to make stuff, but God is different. You see, when God created, he didn't start with anything that was already there. He didn't take a bunch of wood and then shape it to make the trees. He didn't paint the oceans, not, not really. God didn't even take a blank canvas and, and paint us a picture. When God started, there was there was nothing. There was nothing. Can you imagine that? There was nothing. No earth, no sky, no animals, no In-N-Out Burger, no school. I'm just saying, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing except God. Except God. Except for the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because they've always been. Does that make your head hurt a little bit? That makes my head hurt a little bit. But God is the one thing that has no beginning and no end. He's always been, and he decided to create because he's a creator. Everything was made for him and by him and through him. And you know what? For a long time, people have tried to figure out, and they've debated, and they've argued exactly how it was that God made everything. And there's some really cool theories on that. But you know what? You know what's most important for us to hold on to in our heart? That God made everything. The very first line in God's word, the very first line in the book of Genesis, which is really just a Hebrew word that means beginning, is this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right? I don't even know that our minds could understand how our God did that. But the truth is, our God made everything that we can see. Everything. In the beginning, God created everything. Everything, the sky up above and the earth down below and the ocean. Thank the Lord that he created the ocean. My favorite part of the world. And God didn't need a blueprint and God didn't need help. He didn't even need stuff. See, when God decides for something to happen, it happens. He's that powerful. He's that incredible. Look at this. In verse 2 of Genesis 1, it says that the world was kind of formless once God started, right? So he kind of creates this big lump of clay, like a blank canvas, like we said, right? Like a big pile of wood. It's all just kind of a big mess. It actually says the world was formless, right? It had no shape, and it was empty, and it was dark, and it was covering, and this darkness kind of covered all the waters, but listen to what it says. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God's Spirit was present, was hovering over the waters. I want to teach you guys something kind of cool. The original word that they used there was a Hebrew word because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew originally, and it's this word, ruach. You guys do that? You got to be like you're getting somebody to throw up. You say that with me? Say ruach. Ruach means God's Spirit. It also means wind, but it means God's unseen presence. And it said, even though the world was chaotic and formless and it was dark and stuff, God's presence was there. I want to tell you guys something. There are going to be moments in your life where things seem kind of chaotic. There's going to be times when it seems kind of dark and you don't really know what's going to happen, but God's spirit is still present with you. He's with you all the time, maybe especially when things seem kind of dark, just like it seemed when he started creating. And then guess what God said? I'm not really down with it being dark all the time. So God spoke and said, let there be light. 
God just said it and it happened. Can you imagine being able to watch that? God didn't even just create light. He thought of the idea of light. And how cool is it that the first thing that God spoke into existence was light? Look at all the cool stuff light does. You're in a dark room. You can't see your way, but light shows you where you're supposed to go. A dark room can be kind of scary, but light takes away fear, doesn't it? Dark can be cold, but light brings warmth and safety. This is everything that God said. I want that. I want light. So God just says it. And then you know what happens? For six days, we see this little pattern where it starts off by saying, and then God said, and then he creates something really cool. Right? Here's kind of like a summary of what he does. On day one, like we said, he said, let there be light. Let there be light that separates the darkness. And he wants, to, he wants it to be called day, and he wants it to be called night. How cool is that? He created time. God just created the idea of time, of days and nights in his pattern. And then it's day two. God keeps going. And he separates the water from the sky. How weird was that before when the water and the sky were together? Not so great for those of us who need air to breathe, right? But now he separates it, and now we have the sky and we have the earth. On day three, right, he creates spaces in that water, and then we see land come out, right? He finishes day three, and he covers that land with plants. Day four, God looks at this playground that he's created called earth, and he starts to create life. He starts the sun and the moon and the stars, and on day five, he fills it with animals that fly and animals that swim and finishes that day up with all the creatures that cover the ground. So earth is now getting a little bit full. But God's not done. And then God did something special on day six. You know what's cool is that during all this time, God steps back every time he creates something. He goes, that's pretty cool. God creates the light and goes, the light's good. And then he creates the land and goes, the land's good. And then God creates his coolish creation. He creates a special creature. He created us. God created people. God made Adam. And the Bible says that God made him in his own image and likeness. But what does that mean? It means that God created Adam to be and to live like he did. Adam was supposed to pattern himself after God. But this is the coolest part. God wanted to know Adam. God wanted to love Adam. God wanted to be connected with Adam. At that time, guys, he puts Adam in this garden, and it says that God walks with him. They just kind of hang out together. God and Adam are just buddies. They're just hanging out together. But then God looks at Adam and goes, you know, it's not good that, that he's all by himself. So God fixes Adam's loneliness. You know what he gives Adam? What was her name? He gives him Eve. Greatest gift that God ever gave Adam was Eve. And I think it's so cool that God made Eve out of Adam's rib. You guys know where your ribs are? Is that gross? You know what's grosser? He made Adam out of mud. Boys are made out of mud. Girls are made out of Adam's rib. But God created both of them. And you know what's awesome? God took Adam, God took Eve from Adam's side. You know what he was telling Adam? I want her to be close to your heart. I want her to be under your arm. I want you guys to be partners. I almost want you two to be like one 
person. You're such a perfect team together. And as we look at all these things, we look at the way that God made Adam, God made Eve, I want to tell you guys a couple of things here real quick. God created Adam as a boy and Eve as a girl, and he did that on purpose. You know why? Because God needs to see boys and girls if he's going to reflect exactly what he's like. If we don't have boys and we don't have girls, we don't get the whole picture of what God's like. He made us in his image, and so he made them boys and girls on purpose. And he brought them together and said, you guys are going to be a perfect team. You guys are going to be a perfect set. God created them uniquely. Adam and Eve were different. Not better, not worse, but different on purpose. They both had unique jobs, unique roles to play in building God's kingdom. And it says that God made them in his image. And you know what? That's true of everybody that you'll ever meet. And that's why we treat people with kindness. And that's why we show respect. And that's why we show God's love. Because everybody that you'll ever meet was designed by God in his image. And you know what's really cool? Like I said, God loved Adam and he loved Eve the same way that he loves you and loves me. How cool is it that the God who made the world wants to know you and wants to know me? Is that amazing? That's crazy to me. All of those things are true of you guys. God made you on purpose. If God made you a boy, he did that on purpose. If God made you a girl, he did that on purpose. If God made you short, he did that on purpose. Or tall, he did that on purpose. God made you exactly how he wanted you to be. And sometimes people might make fun of the way you are. Or sometimes you might not even like the way you are. But guess what? We didn't make ourselves, did we? God made us who we are and how we are on purpose. You know, the same hands that hung every star where they go. That same hand that took Adam out of the mud and shaped him. The same hand that made every animal. Those are the hands that made you and that made me. And that's pretty cool if you think about it. That God made you just the way that you are. And then he loved you so much that he offered his son to take care of everything that you and I would ever do apart from his plan. That's how much our God loved us. And each of us has a special role to play in building his kingdom. Because he made us to be creators too, right? To create stuff, to create schools, to create cities, to create all the cool stuff that God does through us. And that's how God made the world. Pretty cool, huh? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything that you've made. We look out at the world, God, and it's beautiful and it's perfect. God, we thank you for making us. We thank you for loving us, for the gift of of friendship for the people you put in our lives, for our families, for this school and this place. God, whenever we feel like you might not be present and things are getting kind of scary, remind us that your spirit is always with us. Lord, when we ever get down on something about us or how we think you made us, remind us that you made us on purpose and that you love us. And we give you all, all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. I love that message. Did you know that every one of you is God's favorite? (laughs) I love that. 
This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.